Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo. We're back for another episode of The Snake Pit. And of course, I am joined by WWE Hall of Famer, the legend, master of the DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, just everything's roses, man. Bad I'm getting ready to go see the Eagles this week. Oh, shit. The Eagles. Yeah, see the Eagles in Atlanta. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, I think you and I talked about this before, Is it, but is this your first time seeing the Eagles? Yes. Dude. That is that is going to be a hell of an experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, don't say Hotel California. What's your favorite Eagles song? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. All right. Well, look, it's I mean that song is just a classic. Um, I I got to see them live a few years ago, and they had uh, oh gosh, that guy filling in for uh, their lead singer who passed away. Oh yeah, unbelievable. Um, good, that's good. Cool, I'm psyched for you, man. It's gonna be a hell of a uh, show, and we've got a hell yeah. of a show ahead of us today because we're doing Ask Jake Anything. Oh, shit. my favorite! Oh, my goodness, oh, you're, I think, you're I, fans. I think I'm getting wood. Oh, <laughs> your fans brought it, and actually, there is a uh, penis related question in here. So oh, god, I'll give you that to look forward to, Jake. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to mention uh, something pretty significant happened over there in AEW this past week. Jake, the nature boy, Ric Flair, oh, yeah. has made his AEW debut. I wanted to get your opinion on the arrival of Nate. Well, we knew it happened sooner or later. I mean, mm-hmm. Christ, you know, it's crazy not to. And it fits in with the, with the storyline, the sting and all that. So uh, I'm happy for him, man. I mean, you know, getting a guy like Ric Flair on your TV, probably not necessarily ever a bad thing for anybody. Uh, so Depends on what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, was, that's a good point. Now, any chance you think Ric Flair gets physical over there in AEW? Oh, God, no. You don't think? No way. Uh, any chance you're going to end up giving one of your final DDTs to the Nature Boy? I think he's got another one coming after you. Oh, my play. God. That'd be perfect, wouldn't it? <laughs> You'd give him a stiff one, though. I know. Exactly. <laughs> a stiff one. Another penis reference. We'll get to that question soon. Let's go ahead and jump into these. Uh, Dino Riley asks, if you could go back to your prime for one more match and you could pick anyone from any era as your tag team partner, who are you picking? Mm, my tag team partner. 
That's a that's a different one. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. That is a fantastic and answer. my tag team partner. Yeah, definitely. Man, picturing the two of you working together, kind of like the quick in and outs and the spooky mm. shit you could do on the way to it. Oh, my God. So, man. Uh, uh, I do I do have wood now. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh wood. I thought... <laughs> my fans. I thought you said, I do have one now. Like, oh, you've got another one? No, you've got no, an no, erection. No, 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 no. You're just all boned up. I'm boned um, out. <laughs> I'm picturing like more graveyard vignettes with you and Bray Wyatt. That could be. Oh, that would be something, wouldn't it? It sure would. Next up, we've got Ziggy Livingston. Aren't adult pythons really heavy? Did you get a little gas just carrying them out to the ring? Any long-term effects on your back and shoulders? Yes, I did get gassed. Um, you know, Damien wasn't the same snake. We changed snakes every week. Mm-hmm. So some weeks I'd have a 60 pounder. Then the next week I'd have a hundred pounder. And then they'd go to Madison square garden and they'd want something special. So they got me a 170 pounder. Oh my God. And that damn thing nearly killed me. Uh, not so much going to the ring, but after the match, cause I had to get it out. Oh shit. That's right. And getting it out and then carrying it back to the locker room, man. And it's going crazy, mm-hmm. you know, trying to tie me up. And by the way, successfully try tying me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the back and I'm like, get this fucking thing off of me. Oh, God damn. <laughs> get it off of me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm- I don't. I don't know if people think about this. When you pick up a snake, it's not like he's helping you. He's dead weight, and oh, then he's you, dead weight. And then he starts pulling on you. Yep. Once you get him on you, he wants to get the fuck down. So he's yeah. gonna be squirming. <laughs> oh God, that sounds. Tying your ass up, man. You know, and it's you. You just finished a match, so you're gassed <laughs> already, and now you got to get this fucking thing out. I didn't even think about that aspect. Oh, my God, brother. That used to really fucking get me sometimes, man. Oh, 170 pounders after a match. Pounder, man. No fucking way. Oh, would it I was brutal. That? It was fucking brutal. Um, you know, this brings up another point because uh, you you would mention it's different snakes all the time. I see online all the time people are asking, uh, Jake, how many pet snakes did you own? Um None. <laughs> I already knew the answer to that, but yeah, there's zero chance that you were owning snakes after having to deal with them while you're out on the road, right? No, never, never happened. If you had to guess, how many different versions of Damien do you think you handled over the years? Oh, probably fifty. Wow. Yeah. So there it is, folks. Uh, Damien was not always the same snake no. over the years. A peek behind the curtain. No. Um, our friend Devin from Ringspan wants to know about the time that you and The Undertaker had a confrontation in the funeral parlor over him stopping you from hitting Randy and Liz with a chair. You'd end up locking his hand in the casket and DDTing Paul Bear, then hitting mm-hmm. Taker with the chair a bunch of times before he chased you off. He wants to know yes. what you remember about that. Laughing my ass off. <laughs> well, you know, if I'm going to hit somebody with a chair, then I'm going to hit somebody with a chair. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's not going to be no, oh, he didn't fucking hit him shit. I want to hear, holy shit, he fucking clocked him. You know? <laughs> and uh, what I did was we did, we taped the thing where Undertaker stops me from hitting Randy or Elizabeth with a chair first. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Randy knocks the dog shit out of me with that chair. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we taped it once. And believe me, he knocked the dog shit out of me. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't think we need to do that again. I'm like, bullshit. Let's do it one more time. And Taker's like, are you nuts? <laughs> but he didn't know what was coming. <laughs> because if I ask for another one, he can't pussy out on me whenever I'm hitting him. Oh, my gosh. Genius. Well, let that lay in his mind and sizzle a little bit. Jake did it. I've got to fucking do it. <laughs> But no, those were solid shots. They weren't dangerous shots, but they were solid. I mean, man, I can't tell you how often we'll see a clip of, like, Hogan was infamous for it. One of those guys who, like, he'd come up and just give you just this little tap on the head. And it's like, I don't think that would hurt, like, an infant. And it's you can right. see it on TV, and it looks like shit. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's I'm with you, man. If you're, if you're going to use it, that thing better make a hell of a noise. Fucking right, man. That's there you go, Devin's a little a little insight on that moment. That's awesome. Uh, Chase Isaac asks, "What's the cheapest Jake ever has gone on a hotel, and what other ways would he try to save money on the road?" Six bucks. <laughs> yeah, that might be the record, dude. Six bucks. Wow. One, with with Ronnie Garvin. No way. Yeah. So Let six bucks you. each. Six bucks for the room. Okay. So three bucks each. <laughs> Tell me about this room. Scariest fucking place I've ever been to. <laughs> it was this dilapidated hotel that I didn't even think was open. And we had to walk up these steps to get to it somewhere in West Virginia. If you get mm. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and we go in and there's not even a night person at the desk. Oh God. But there's keys up there. So I said, Ronnie, what are we going to do? He goes, just grab a key. I'm like, I don't want to grab the wrong fucking key. You know, if, there's, if, if there's a key up there, that means the room is open. I'm like, you've stayed here before. Oh yeah. I stay here all the time. I'm like, holy fuck. So I grabbed one and we went to it, man. And the fucking thing didn't even have a lock on the door. Oh my God. It was gone. <laughs> like a I hole where it's supposed to be? Yeah, I didn't sleep. <laughs> I just <laughs> laid there with my eyes looking at the door all night long. Ronnie's over there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he slept well. I mean, not to mention like how like, you know, I assume that a place like that probably aren't like turning down the sheets 
you know? Uh, oh, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think right. about that. Oh, God. Bed bugs, shit like that. Bed bugs and bed vultures. <laughs> man, uh, I did not expect $6 for a hotel Six room. Bucks, man. What was the shitter like in this place? Yellow. <laughs> Say no more. It's all and the description brown. we need. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Um, Randy Stonehill is up next. What is Jake's opinion on Roddy Piper in and out of the ring? I love Roddy, man. Um, in the ring, he could be he could be hard to deal with in the ring. You know, he so? some, well, he just had some things he wouldn't let happen. You know, uh, he was kind of funny like that. You know, like you know Hogan beating him. Wasn't going to happen. Anybody beating him wasn't going to happen. Right. You know, and uh, that's just, to me, that's just wrong. You know, if uh, if you can beat whoever and now you can't turn around and do the same thing for them, it's just wrong. Yep. You know, and uh, that's just one example. Outside the ring, loving to death, man. Uh only had the traveling with Roddy experience for three days one time, and it was an experience. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jake was a bad boy back then. Oh, boy. Yeah, we were went from San Diego to someplace. I don't know, man, but we hadn't slept in two days. You and Roddy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Now, uh... I'm going to go ahead and guess that there is a substance involved keeping you guys. Well, I wouldn't let you down. <laughs> Rumor has it he was no stranger to the booger sugar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, that sounds like an absolutely wild ride with Roddy Piper. Two days oh, on the road. Ooh, man. Uh, but the, yeah, I keep I hear that a lot about Piper. Uh, yeah. And it was specifically, the story is always Hogan, where it's like, yeah. nope, he will never pin my shoulders to the mat. Uh, but yeah. Hogan was put him over when they were in WCW together, though. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Strange, strange relationship. Uh, mm -hmm. Peter D is up next. Hi, Jake. Did you have any particular preparations before matches? Any food you ate or avoided? Any exercise to warm up? Thanks. I didn't eat before a match, man. That's very dangerous. You know, you can have a heart attack that way. Really? Oh yeah. That's that's you know that, that's why they tell you don't don't swim after you've eaten. It's okay. not that you're going to drown because you're tired or anything. It's because if you eat, blood goes to your stomach to help digest it. Okay. So it's pulling blood from there. So now you don't have enough for your ticker. I got you. That's how Ted DiBiase's dad died. Okay. He had ate a heavy meal, and uh, he went in the ring and died. All right. So there's uh, for any wrestlers that are listening to this show, do not eat before you get into the ring. No, absolutely not, man. What were you doing to get prepared for a match, though, Jake? I usually smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so forget about yeah. eating, but if you wanna if you wanna rip a cig, go ahead. Yeah, that won't hurt your ticker. <laughs> uh 
Uh, Nick or Rick Guzman is up next. Jake, you've mentioned Vince McMahon's cruelty sometimes. Besides the Red Rooster, what other gimmicks do you think were just to humiliate the wrestlers? Oh, the blue tights. That's baby, right, the curse. curse. Curse the baby blues. You know, to know that's happening and then all of a sudden they tell you they want to repackage you and they're going to change the color of your gear. Uh. And it's baby blue. That's that's the kiss of death. Because that means they're not going to do shit with you and you're going to be out the door before you know it. What a what a very weird, like specific thing for Vince McMahon to choose. But you're right. Like there is there's numerous examples of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hercules, Rougeau's, Dino Bravo, right on down the line, man. Well, uh, he brought up the Red Rooster, so it uh, makes me wonder. I was talking to Ted DiBiase recently about Terry Taylor, and he said that uh, he felt that Terry was a fantastic wrestler who just never got the right opportunities. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Terry had some good shit, man. What do you think he was missing? Like, it's on paper, he's got everything, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. Attitude. Okay. He's got a pompous attitude. Comes that might across, do it. Comes across that way. So, uh, you know, I've also heard about Terry that he has a reputation for being. And uh, let me preface this by saying that I've never met Terry Taylor. I have no inside information. This is just kind of the scuttlebutt that I've heard. Is that uh, he has a reputation for being a stooge for the dirt sheets? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I mean, what the hell? Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Has any uh, journalist ever come to you to try and get dirt? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they know what the response would be. Yes. <laughs> they know I'd kick their ass the next time I seen them just for thinking that I would do it. Yep. I mean, you know, we hear all the time that guys uh, would feed Meltzer information. It's funny because I, the the where this came from apparently is that Meltzer would always put over Terry Taylor in the Wrestling Observer, and so the thought was that that's kind of the trade off. Like, hey, you give me information, and I'll make you look good in the Observer to all the all the fans out there. Wow. Um, so it's, I don't I don't I don't know I don't I don't necessarily see the value in having just like some publication put you over but apparently no. thing. how far does that take you all right let's hit the pause button real quick to talk about a partner that is near and dear to my heart i'm talking about ag1 the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health guys before ag1 i used to wake up every morning and i was taking a bunch of multivitamins and supplements and i hated it i mean getting all that stuff was expensive and then once you're done you know swallowing all those pills and vitamins and supplements you don't even have an appetite for your breakfast anymore so once i got fed up with that i was like okay maybe i'll try doing a healthy smoothie every single morning well, the smoothies tasted good, but you have to go and get all the ingredients, and then it takes time to measure out portions. And then when you're done, it takes even more time to thoroughly clean the blender and make sure that you get underneath all those blades. And it was just eating up so much of my time. I needed a simple, singular solution that would cover all my nutritional bases, would give me more energy through the day, and would give me better gut health, something that would support my immune system, 
especially with my young daughter coming home from daycare with a bunch of germs on her hands and coughing and you know it's if you've ever had a toddler you know that once they get home uh, from daycare they're just like little carrier monkeys they've got all kinds of germs and all of a sudden you yourself are getting sick all the time I needed something to help me and AG1 was the solution and after more than a year with that I can say I've never been happier with my morning routine or felt healthier AG1 made life easy for me by providing 75 high quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients by simply mixing one scoop with water that's it I drink it I'm done more time to spend with my family, more time to get work done, simple cleanup, and the energy and health to tackle every obstacle that gets put in my way. It's an easy micro habit that delivers macro results. If you got a family and a budget like I do, I know what your next question is because it would be my next question. How much does it cost? Well, we're talking about less than $3 a day. You know, my wife every morning is going to uh, the gas station or Starbucks. Uh, in order to get, you know, some kind of a special coffee or a snack or something like that to get her morning started. Not anymore. She and I are wrestling over the AG1 every morning to see who can get theirs first. And uh, let me say, we both broke our bad habits and we're saving money on a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients with AG1. That is a giant win-win in my house. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com forward slash snake. That's drinkag1.com forward slash snake, S-N-A-K-E. Check it out, guys, and I know that you're going to love it just like I do. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. That's what I'm hey, saying. You know the difference between, the you know the difference between an American rooster and a French rooster? What's that? Well, an American rooster will say cock a doodle do. Okay. And a French rooster will say any cock will do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. There's there you a, go. there's one you can use. There's uh, some wisdom for you. Chris T. Reginald is looking for some wisdom. Uh, this is an interesting one. Has Jake ever H-bombed one of the other wrestlers? And if so, why? No. Never? Never have, man. And uh, I pride myself on that. It seems like a really mean thing to do. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. You know, uh, Yeah. I've watched it happen and felt bad about it later because I should have stepped in and took care of somebody, you know? 
helped them back to their room or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, get them to their room because they don't even know what's happening. Yeah, you know, you go into the own zone, man, and you don't you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where you're at, but everything's good. You know. <laughs> For uh, our listeners that don't know what an age bomb is, it's when somebody drops a drug Halcyon into like a drink of yours. Uh, Halcyon yeah. is it'll it'll like put you to sleep and like a deep sleep. Like I, yeah. I want to say that people have been operated on under Halcyon before. Oh so yeah, I, are, I wouldn't doubt it. You are out whenever somebody hits you with that. Yeah, and you can do some pretty horrible shit while you're out too. That's the other thing is that yeah. like, I mean, so that Halcyon was a drug that Jeffrey Dahmer was using to put out his victims. So, oh, like, wow. Yeah. So now Halcyon, I gotta use it. <laughs> Halcyon is a very dangerous drug. So definitely yeah. a lot of guys, we would hear and, about that. I like, was using a hammer. Oh my God. <laughs> We would hear about guys like Marty Jannetty H-bombing just strangers, not even affiliated yeah. with wrestling, just H-bombing yeah. people for the fun of it. And, man, yeah. it's like What's hindsight. The fun in it? <laughs> right. You don't even get to see the result. You don't know the person. You know, you're going to watch this guy maybe commit a murder or something and not know it? Dude, I mean, what terrifying. Fuck, terrifying. So, yep, nothing to fuck around with uh gary is up next this is a fun one it seemed like me and gene was always trying to get people to break character during interviews what does jake remember about doing interviews with gene gene treated me really really good reason being he was terrified of the snake (laughs) so i told him in the very beginning that gene i give you my word the snake will get close to you, but it will never touch you. You got that? Unless he pulls some silly shit on me. <laughs> and if you pull some silly shit on me, you can count on the snake being on you. <laughs> All over you. Got it? Got it. And he never fucked around with it? He never fucked with me. Well, uh, that question, Jake, whenever I read it, it reminded me of a moment that I had seen, gosh, like a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I was like, I have to find this. And uh, believe it or not, I actually tracked this thing down. It's you and Gene on uh, TNT, I think it was called. And uh, you guys are having a little bit of fun with each other. Let's check it out. Are you going to show me your snake or not this week? I, w- I want to s- see it. I want to see your snake. <laughs> Do you want to hold it? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you jerking my chain? Of course I don't want to hold it. Let's see the snake. <laughs> Let's see the snake. Uh, this is kind of right down the Bemis here. Watch it, Alfred. You know, you never know where that thing's been. people don't think I'm big enough to get the job done. You know, <laughs> you know something about the snake is when you grab a hold of it, sometimes it will grow. <laughs> oh my gosh man that was so funny the innuendos between you two oh yeah jerking your chain i'm not jerking nothing <laughs> just oh, yeah. hilarious hilarious yeah, and fun. yep um it, so uh, the other guy that's there lord alfred hayes uh i've heard over terrified years, of the snake Yep, terrified of the snake but also a character an infamous river uh do you have any lord alfred hayes stories no, I don't. I, I was never around Alfred much. Oh, really? No. no. 
one of the things I heard that he would do to people, I have no idea if this is true or not. I think one of the wrestlers told me was that he would uh, he would come up to guys in the locker room when he was still a worker. So he's wearing like his trunks or whatever. He'd come up and he'd be like, hey, uh, I think my watch is broken. Can you look at it? And he'd have his dick laying over his wrist. <laughs> so I uh, don't know if he ever showed you his dick, Jake. Uh I have a lot of fond memories in wrestling, but uh, that's not one of them. <laughs> All right, worth a shot. Uh, yeah. next, up, next up, we've got Yambag Jones, who asks, largest guy you ever DDT'd, and was it hard to get them down? Bundy. Bundy. Yeah. I mean, when you're hooking a dude that's as tall and as big as mm -hmm. Bundy, like, hard, mm -hmm. difficult to do? No. No? No. No. As long as they work with you. As long as they head for the mat. Now you never did. I never did Gene Andre. I never did Gene Andre. Oh, okay. I could have done it though. If if his body had been up to it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Jake, we've got the question. Oh uh, my god! Can't believe I'm going to ask you this, but your fans oh have spoken. God. Carter Niebert, I think is how you say it, asks, who is the guy with the biggest hog in the locker room? Jake, you doing anything? Oh, my God. Bad news, Brown. <laughs> Bad news. Bad news. Hung like a horse. He slung some beef. <laughs> Felt sorry for his wife. Uh, rumor has it that Lanny Poffo is uh, hanging in there no. as well. No. No? No. Okay. All right. Well, there it was, folks. In case you've ever wondered, Bad News Brown. Yeah. Uh, this next this next one is something I have never heard before, so I can't wait to hear you talk about it, Jake. Seth asks, I recently heard a story about Jake being involved in, with an, in an angle with Tyree Pride where a bunch of fans chased Jake to the back and Jake rolled himself in a rug to absorb the blows from the people and it saved his life. What does Jake remember about this story? Yeah, that was, uh, I believe that was in the Bahamas. Okay. Yeah. And I did roll myself up in a, in a carpet because they were throwing bricks. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So it probably legitimately did save your life to get in that carpet. Probably did, yeah. Uh, there was no place for me to hide. What did you they do? They were just these... unloading me. What did you do to these fans? I beat up a black man in Puerto Rico I mean, in uh, the Bahamas. Okay. And that was all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> How long do you think you were rolled up in that carpet before it was safe? Oh, a good 15 minutes. Oh, my God, man. It, it seemed like eternity. Honestly, though, like a stroke of genius to wrap yourself in a carpet because it, it would take all man. of it. Yeah, what else can you something. do? Um, so these are all fans that are running to the back to try and get you. Yeah, dude. And they'd already busted out the windows to the to the locker room. Yeah, they'd already knocked those out, and the door kept flying open because they just hit it really hard and fly open. They boom, boom, throw a couple. Then they, the cops would shut the door. Then they'd hit it again and blast it open again. Boom, boom, you know. And they're throwing half bricks. Holy shit. Super lucky that you got out of there alive. Well, uh, I didn't get out of there unscathed, though. I mean, I did have to have some stitches. 
Oh, so even the carpet wasn't yeah, able to yeah, absorb I got all a, it. I, I got a headshot on the way to the locker room. Oh I God. think it was like 16 or 17 stitches. Holy shit, man. It was a piece of concrete. That'll do it. Yeah, um, buddy. <laughs> did you ever go back to the Bahamas after that? Nope. I do not blame you a single bit. That would be it for me. Nor will I. Did you get a good payoff? Nope. <laughs> fucker. Nor uh, will Matt... I. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Petrie is up next. I think Eddie Kingston is like a modern day Jake because of his promos and believability. What does Jake think about Eddie? Solid worker. Mm-hmm. Really solid. I enjoy watching him. Absolutely. His his promos do have that kind of believability, that sort of like grit to them, uh, yeah. where it's like, yeah, man, he's serious, right? It's like you know this this whole thing might be a, a work, but this guy believes what he's saying right now. We can definitely see it in him. Um, what about ring style? Do you see any similarities there? Or is it kind of stop at promo? Uh, not so much. Yeah, he's got more of like a Japanese <clears throat> influence style. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Jake, savvy ring veteran that you are, what advice would you give to Eddie Kingston uh, about continuing to climb the ladder in wrestling? Don't stop. If you stop, they'll pass you. So don't stop and be available to change. Available to change. Yeah, yeah. People get tired of watching the same thing. So throw, throw some apples in there with those oranges. Maybe even a kumquat. <laughs> I mean, you look at guys like Chris Jericho, Sting, The Undertaker, Terry Funk. Like those guys all evolved over the course of their careers yeah. and yeah. Had, had a lot of success. Yeah, you got to evolve, man. Next up, we've got Nick Samite, who asks, what did Jake think of Sean Malt- Waltman, at, a.k.a. the One Two Three kid? Oh, I loved his work. Yeah. You know, he, uh, good character. And uh, he worked hard. You came in, you came back to the company in 96 in the middle of the new generation era, as we've discussed. And Sean was there working as a one, mm-hmm. two, three kid. Um, and like, man, you talk about a new era of wrestling. This guy is maybe six feet tall, probably about 180 yeah. pounds. I mean, yeah. when you when you see a guy that size, you're coming back into the locker room, the biggest organization ever. Like, are you like, what the fuck with this guy? Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised, but it worked. You know, it's uh, common sense says it'll work. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You got clowns. You got you got all sorts of shit, man. Why can't the <laughs> one, two, three kid do it? I just like the character, you know? Yeah. Always fighting from underneath, trying to hold on, trying to hold on, and then get that quick one, two, three. Plus, like, you know, the, the guy could really just straight up go in the ring, you know. Uh, you could oh, put yeah. him in there with just about anybody, and he could get a good match out of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was a big fan. Uh, Hellfire Club Andy G asks, what does Jake think about celebrities going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Can't the wrestlers have one thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't get the money. We don't, you know, come on. 
That's what gets me is they'll pay one of these wankers twenty five or fifty thousand to, to go in. Mm-hmm. Well, what about me? I get zero. Oh, oh well. I have never liked it either. I think that it's it's kind of like a slap in the fit. Like if you yeah, it is. If you were a guy who worked 20 years in wrestling and, and like, fucking Drew Carey goes in there before you do, I'd oh be like, what? what the fuck with this? It'd be such a huge insult. I was okay with Pete Rose going in because he's a heel. You know? Yep. And uh, he got he got a bad, a bad deal, man. I think that one's really unique because it's like, okay, the, the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame will welcome him in, so we'll welcome him, him into our Hall of Fame. Right. Plus, you know, he did some stuff with Kane at WrestleMania a couple yeah. times, so like yeah. he got involved. I think Andy Kaufman would work as well. Mr. T, uh, you know, because he was in that high profile first WrestleMania. Yeah, I guess. Um, did you? I don't around? see him in the Hall of Fame though. He, he gets in for one match. That's a or good two point. matches, whatever. Talk about Hall of Fame. This is for guys that have went out there and put the work in. I, and you now know you got you guys have, that aren't even involved in the fucking business getting in. You may have flipped my perspective on this. You know, <laughs> one match, much, one night. I mean, he he was with Piper in that boxing match too. But yeah, you know, oh really boy. Uh, what about Andy Kaufman? Are you good with him being? No. <laughs> All the stuff with Lawler. You put Memphis on the map. Fuck no. All right. Well, look, I can see it from both sides. I think a lot of fans are going to hear this and be like, of course Andy Kaufman should go in. Well, no. here's Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, ring veteran, saying, like, absolutely not. And I get it, because, like, some of your buddies aren't in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break to talk about our new sponsor, Fume, and their incredible product. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or replacing one bad habit with another. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. They look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. I got my fume in the mail and I was blown away by the amazing flavor. With options like crisp mint, orange vanilla, maple pepper, and more, there's truly something for everyone and every preference. Also, I am definitely a fidgeter and fume scratches that itch as well. It's perfectly balanced, feels great in my hand, and acts as a great stress reliever. Also, it just looks cool. The design includes real wood, a sleek look, and a great shape. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. There's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code SNAKE to save 10% off when you get the journey pack. That's tryfum.com and use code SNAKE to save an additional 10% off your order today. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, Doug Eldritch is up next. What was Jake's experience like working with ICP? I've been told that those gatherings of the Juggalos could be pretty fucking crazy, Jake. It was a fucking insanity. <laughs> I wrestled Scott Hall on one of them. Scott got out of the ring and went out in the crowd and beat up a guy. Did he really? Yeah. What happened? The guy threw a fish at us. A fish? A giant fish about this big. <laughs> Hit Scott in the back. Scott got out and fucking, who the fuck threw that? And everybody pointed at this one guy. <laughs> Scott went out and beat him up. <laughs> Referee, referees counting 34, 35, 36, 30, whatever. Hey, can you help me out? Sure. 37. 38 <laughs> 30 <laughs> fucking ever I'll tell you what that's a pretty long beating for this guy to be taken out there well it was a ways out there too he had to oh, okay. get through the he had to get through the people to get to the guy it's not like the guy so. was holding still he was trying to get out of there when some motherfucker hits you with a fish you want some revenge you want something some tartar <laughs> sauce so I never went to a gathering. It's out oh, in like it's fucking a, insane. It's in like a field or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. My God. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, well, Jake, I uh I have one that I recently asked Ted on our podcast. Everybody's got a pod. Uh so this will be my question for the week because I'm curious how you're gonna answer. Um All as right. Terry Funk. As Terry Funk got older, he became uh, a brawler and started doing right. some deathmatch stuff and barbed wire ropes, yeah. exploding rings. Yeah. Um, w- is there any circumstance, Jake, under which you would have considered doing that? Absolutely not. No amount of money? No. No. Uh, 50 grand for a 15-minute match, you wouldn't do it? No. <laughs> That's, oh, no. I mean... Who wants to get like those oh, all cut up and your back is you know, life, up. life life is too good to be doing shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And Terry Funk, god damn, you're Terry Funk. You don't have to do shit like that. Right. You know? And I get why he did it and all that shit, but and then me, I have to agree with it. I'm with you. Uh, you know, Mick Foley's got that picture of him with his arm with like a second or third degree burn on it after right. one of those exploding death matches. And it's like, I don't know what they paid you. It doesn't look like it's worth it. No, no. Yeah, I've seen uh, that picture with the flesh hanging off. and Yeah, and it's like all yeah. pink because it's it's the skin. Yeah. It's the next layer of skin. It's right, oh, right. Oh, nasty looking. Fuck that. Um, all right, Jake, our last question, and it's an interesting one. 
uh, from Blake Evers. He's got three wrestlers, and he wants to know if you believe they should or should not be Hall of Famers and why. So here we go. One, Vader. Hall of Famer. Well, why do you think Vader belongs? He had a he had some work put together, you know, at WCW and and WWE too, you know. So yeah, he he could go in. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. His WWE run was terrible, um, and not yeah. all his fault, but it was not good. No, uh, but no. he did some great shit before it. Yeah. Uh, next up, Brian Pillman. No. No. And why not Brian? Brian wasn't there that long. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I'll probably get heat for this. But he, you know, he just wasn't there that long. You put another couple of years with it, maybe, yeah. But uh, no. I think there's still a lot of what ifs about Brian in his career because it was like, yeah. okay, he made it to WWE. It's the pinnacle of wrestling, and his ankles fucked up. He can't work. Yeah. Uh, so right. it's yeah, not a good circumstance. All right, last one is Virgil. Does Virgil belong in the Hall of Fame? Next question. <laughs> I'm going to take that one as a no. Well, you got to realize that Virgil was the one that got Ted DiBiase over. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to tell him I said that. No, oh, he's going to hate it. He's going to hate uh, it. I know he's going to hate it. I'm going to play that clip for him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you'd have to say Virgil probably belongs in there because he was a big part of the DiBiase thing, you know. He was involved in a lot of big angles, yeah. um, so you've got to give him that. Um, yeah. And Jake, we're going to be giving our listeners something really, really special next week. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I've even told you this or not. Uh, oh. Next week, we are celebrating what happened forty years ago by inviting Ronnie Garvin onto the podcast. I, oh my I god. I spoke to him on November 6, 1983. You won that <clears throat> NWA national TV title from Ronnie in the Omni. Yeah. And we're, we're celebrating the anniversary, brother. We're bringing Ronnie on. We're going to talk about the entire rivalry. We'll watch some videos. And let me tell you, I spoke to Ronnie, and he was absolutely psyched about it. Oh, it's going to be fun, man. I cannot it's wait. It's going to be fun. Well, God, it's, it's, it's got me stoked. <laughs> it's next week right here on the Snake Pit, folks. Cool. Well, look, guys, I've got to remind you, if you're trying to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, you've got to get to AdvertiseWithSnake.com. Jake is still a household name. He was just on AEW again. He is still over with all of the fans. He's out making the towns, and you can get him to put over your stuff to the exact audience that you're targeting. If you need evidence that it works, just listen to our show. We are always advertising for the same folks because they get to see that what we do works and we are targeting the exact audience that they need to try and get their items in front of. Head over to AdvertiseWithSnake.com and team up with the Hall of Famer today. JakeTheSnakeShop.com is your destination for rare sign collectibles straight from the man himself. Autographed figures. He's got shirts. He's got 8x10s and much more. 
you guys have got to check out those custom sculptures of Jake made by Sin Bodhi. And there's actually a fire sale going on over there right now. The Greek statue of Jake made by Sin is down to just $70. And those awesome head sculptures, they're down to just $50. So get over there because supplies are going very quickly. They're available now and they're all signed by the Hall of Famer himself. It's jakethesnakeshop.com. Get over cameo.com forward slash Snake for a personal message from the Hall of Famer himself. Here's a review from Matt. Guy hit it out of the fucking park. Should have known a pro wrestler would be the best choice. Made the experience so much better coming from Jake the Snake. Guys, if you're a lifelong fan, you've got to get a cameo from Jake. Again, it's cameo.com slash Snake. Order yours today. Well, fall has brought that cold weather, but you can greet it with style with the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Guys, we've got this really awesome selection of mugs over there. Uh, we've got actually three different versions. We've got the 80s looking version of Jake. We've got the old school Jake uh, from back in the day when he was working in the Mid-Atlantic Territory and, and making towns before he became the huge name that he was. It's a really cool throwback piece. And then we've got something that's a little throwback to the WrestleFest games. That's probably my personal favorite. So whether it's coffee, tea, cider, cocoa, or whatever you're into, drink it in style. Again, that is the Snake Pit page boxofgimmicks.com you guys have got to check us out on youtube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from our show highlights and some exclusive content rumor has it that we have a youtube exclusive episode coming down the pike with a guest that you are not going to want to miss we also recently did a giveaway for subscribers there and we'll continue to do those occasionally so don't miss out just get over there like subscribe and hit the notifications bell right now also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please do us a favor, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review on all platforms. That helps us out a ton. And guys, you've got to get over to adfreeshows.com. You can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free right now, starting at just $9 a month. Also, we just released a new episode of the Hacksaw Hour over at adfreeshows.com with myself and Jim Duggan. This time, we're talking about Survivor Series 1990 and the infamous and famous stuff that went down there. We're talking about the debut of The Undertaker, and the infamous part is, of course, the gobbledygooker. So there's so much to talk about there, and Jim is such a great natural podcaster. If you guys have not heard the Hacksaw Hour yet, you've got to check it out. Again, head over to adfreeshows.com today and get signed up. Catch Jake on X at Jake Snake DDT on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on X and you can follow the podcast at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Man, another great episode of Ask Jake Anything. Uh, some more great questions this week as always. We'll do another one next month and we'll catch you guys next week with Ronnie Garvin right here on the Snake Pit. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.